0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the Headgum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic also loosely and
2: discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was TV moms. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiore. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode one, two, three. 123, Bill. Numbers right in successive order. That's like the last fun number <laughs> we can expect. Yeah. I think from here on out, it's just going to be messes. Yeah, it's just going to be like. Collections of numbers. This is as easy as 1, 2, 3. It's literally 1, 2, 3. A, B, C, one might say. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah.
1: 2, 3, 4.
2: Episode 234 might Yeah. Be in line, but Nothing 1, 2, 3 feels is as the satisfying. King. Yeah, exactly. Correct.
1: Yes. Do you remember when the Harvard Sailing Team did Sesame Street? Yes. And I believe, if my memory serves, one of the segments or sketches or yeah. bits that we did was all of us running through a door in succession, counting to 10? Yeah, it was like was a magic. A, is a bureau a bureau uh, yeah yeah a chest yes The like chest of is drawers. a bureau a thing yep that's are, like a are, piece of furniture okay like, got Yep. it
2: so there's a magic bureau and we would run out and look to the camera and say one yeah
1: Five. Yeah, yeah. Nine. <laughs> Count all the way up to ten. Yeah. Also – Didn't make it to air. Didn't make it to air. Bummer. Didn't make it to air. Bummer. But I believe what – maybe what did make it to air was you and Farron and maybe one Rebecca doing the robot dance. Correct. That was also a little Sesame Street bit that we did. That's correct. I believe that did make it to air. Made it to air. <laughs> Bill's robot made it to air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't – Sesame Street is a unbelievable American institution and it's pretty crazy that we got to brush up against Sesame Street.
2: Yeah. It's pretty cool. Worth no that we didn't actually walk on Sesame we Street. Not. We, did not. we did not see Oscar's uh, tin no, pan. His trash can, no. Yeah, we didn't see like Big Bird reading the paper over nope. there. We were on a studio set that then got folded into an episode of that's Sesame right. Street. That's right. Exactly. Still amazing. Still so cool. Right. So cool. Were you raised on Sesame Street? Oh, well, I, I guess you guys didn't have Yeah. One might assume that's PBS. PBS for everybody. I was told that uh for people who have been to like the proper Sesame Street, yeah. where like all of the puppets are. Yes. That there's a particularly horrific thing that most people experience. Oh god. Which is when they walk in. Oh, oh, god. I think you walk through the backstage area yes. where you find dozens of giant big birds <laughs> hanging from hooks. <laughs> Just waiting to be used, oh, but God. essentially just sacrificed just for like ye gods. Just a slaughterhouse of B- big birds. Yes. Oh,
1: no. Yes. Oh, no. It's behind the curtain. Oh, don't meet your heroes, folks. Right, right. Don't meet your heroes
2: because they're hanging on hooks in Sound Sages and Queens. There was no um, mother or father character on Sesame Street, correct? Gordon and Maria. Are those humans? Humans. Okay. Gordon
1: and Maria lived on the block. I struggle to remember if they were married or maybe they were just two independent neighbors. Okay. But Maria was sort of had a matriarchy feel. Okay.
2: Because she was the human woman. (laughs) What would they do? Did they, could they, were they more uh, like functional in society? Like, could they turn doorknobs that Grover couldn't turn? I don't even,
1: they had opposable thumbs. Right. They had.
2: A, <laughs> I don't, Is Grover even? I don't even know if Grover lives there.
1: Grover, maybe, is Muppets, Muppets which is Sesame Street adjacent. Right. So I don't know
2: if Grover was there. Okay. Snuffleupagus, Big Bird, Elmo. Got it. Yeah. But was was Gordon and Maria? Maria, uh, what what were they doing there? Great Did question. Did they have jobs?
1: Great question.
2: Okay. And why were they so cool with the interspecies
1: nature of their of their street? Good question. <laughs> yeah. Good question. I would love like the grizzled,
2: realistic like Gordon and Maria spinoff series. Interesting. The Underbelly. Of what happens at night <laughs> What happens at Sesame night, Street folks, after dark? When people lock their doors, what happens behind closed doors? <laughs> I'm sure this has been like a mad TV sketch that we're outlining, right. but it's funny. Not quite yeah. funny enough to be SMA.
1: Yeah, yeah, but just like, this seems sure. like a mad TV
2: sketch, Sesame Street after dark. The reason yeah. why I ask if there's a matriarchal figure at Sesame Street yes. is that we are days away from Mother's Day. Sunday is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my mother, Mary Ann Scafuri. And my mother, Susan Joe Rothschild. And my mother, Susan Joe Rothschild. And my mother, Mary Ann Scafuri. Our mothers. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to our mothers. Yes. Uh, and to Kristen scafuri yes my sister who's also a wonderful mother enter Ruth silvera my mother-in-law okay happy mother's day to all the moms you got a kid we're wishing <laughs> you a happy <laughs> yeah, mother's day right now exactly blanket statement <laughs> yeah. love you all love the work you do celebrate by listening to no joke very much <laughs> good plug bill maria yeah. was let's call her the matriarchal family uh, mother there default mom we want to discuss tv moms tv moms since we only have two moms it'd be tough to stretch that out for 45 <laughs> yeah. but television has an infinite i out of moms That's exactly right And we're not sure If Maria from Sesame Street
1: qualifies but... So we're already starting off On the <laughs> yeah. exact place you would Half informed
2: Half informed <laughs> Yeah And so since we are so frequently Half informed on uh, episodes like this Yes We will rely on the internet From time to time To yes. help guide uh, What we may not know yeah. About some of these characters That's right But that being said Adam Growing up at home, you were a television household. Television household. Was there a mom that you watched frequently that started to feel like your mom? Not like actually your mom, but when you watch television, you're like, there's the one. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's or a few. If, yeah, there are a few. that's a that's a really good question. I mean, like honestly, speaking sincerely, like Sesame Street was bake was very very integral to my my parents were like had me hooked on Sesame Street. They're yep. like pumping that in like Ivy right to the veins. Sure. So I'm sure a little bit of the Maria and Gordonness did actually seep into my right.
2: But we've already established she's probably not not even a mom. The mom.
1: She yeah. She's not a mom. Yeah. She's the neighborhood weed dealer who sells right. the weed after after dark. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, look. Uh this is maybe a bit of a silly answer but and it's like not like oh that's my mom but George, George Costanza's mom. Oh. Okay. <laughs> great. I'm Seinfeld. You related to that? Reminded me a little. I mean there was the cartoon version of my, my mother's mother, my nana Esther, may she rest in power and peace. Uh was a very very looming figure in my family yes. and was a I I grew up with some very very strong matriarch. Loud. Very strong matriarch. <laughs> A lot of personality, a yep. lot of big ideas in charge. Yes. So I think that's why Estelle, I believe is her name? Yes. Estelle Costanza? Yeah.
2: And if you are a millennial, <laughs> maybe you never saw Seinfeld. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> You
2: should just know that <clears throat> George Costanza's parents were loud, <laughs> brash, yeah. argumentative. Over-involved in their son's life. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah very worried, anxious, nervous, funny, Fighting, quibbling,
2: quarreling, loud, loving, kind of. And handled so well. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. I was expecting more of like a, a Wilma. A Wilma from the Flintstones. Oh, from the Flintstones. Or Betty. Yeah. Was Betty and Wilma? A B- Betty, Betty and Wilma. Yep. So yeah, I thought it might be like a Cartoon Mom or Nanny. Uh, yes. Not the case. Not really. Estelle Costanza. Estelle Costanza. Got it. I will say in from uh, something that
1: we would watch all the time. Also, this isn't necessarily TV Mom. This is the Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan was a big thing yeah for me. mrs darling mrs darling that sure. was another like sort of that what to me was almost like the weird t- platonic ideal of what like a mom was yep, yep. tucks her kids in very proper and precious yep. nana all that so
2: those were some pillars how about yourself was there well for TV me moms that- there was one that kind of shook me yeah. i mean i grew up on sitcoms like a like primetime yep. we didn't have cable right. so it was like nbc abc so it's yep. like primetime sitcom families yes. And so I got to know all of those families. Harriet Winslow was a personal big, favorite of mine. Big. I mean, uh, I'll just go to the one that I want to talk about, yes. which is Aunt Viv.
1: Aunt Viv, Fresh Prince. Aunt Viv, she Fresh Prince. Mom. Hell of a
2: mom. They switched it up, though. I, oh,
1: yeah. And it was a tough pill to swallow. So just to clarify, the actress who played Aunt Viv season
2: one yes. was replaced yes. in season two. Uh, was it season two? Oh, something like that. I think it was a few seasons. Totally but different. She was a a, a strong, dark-skinned yep. African-American woman who, like, kind of was no nonsense and would, like, snap back at all the silly games being played. Yep. And then a few years in, they changed her, just changed her, (laughs) just changed her to a (laughs) light-skinned, slightly softer, still strong-willed, but slightly softer, Aunt Viv. So interesting. And I, as a young kid, was like, of course, like, sure, that's Aunt Viv New Rules growing, like the older I get now, that's wild. That's
1: wild. That's wild. That's television. wild. And that just does not happen. Although, and I, I'm half, no, it does happen, it does though, Adam. Happen. And it just happened. Is this the Kevin James thing?
2: Yes. Okay. Dude. Okay. Will you? Will you? Sure. Yes. So there is a show currently out called Kevin Can Wait. Kevin Can Wait. <laughs> that was, show was they came up with that pun. <laughs> Kevin and Can Wait. Like based on Kevin Wait, and they're like, we can figure out a show here. <laughs> I've never seen an episode, but what I do know is that Kevin couldn't wait. <laughs> with finding the right wife for the show. <laughs> season one, he hired a wonderful actress named Erin Hayes. Hilarious, really talented, awesome. Cool. She was great, but apparently, season two, the producers were like, we're just going to switch her out. Yes. I think they killed her off. Oh, brutal. I think they killed her off. Brutal. And then I think they brought back... <laughs> Leah Remini. From... It's King of Queens, so
1: unbelievable. It, that's that's true, right? This that's is King of Queens. It's King of Queens. <gasps> that's unbelievable. Hey gang, no,
2: said <laughs> it turns out we we were making Kevin Kenway, but we we're actually just making King of Queens. That's that is deeply funny, right? That's deeply funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, how do you – can you remember any other example no. in television where it was just like, hey, Veep could really use, like, Michael Richards? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Kramer yeah, walks what? into the office.
2: <laughs> walks into the office. So bold. Yeah. In an industry with thousands yeah. of female actresses. Talent like comedy it's all there let's go back to what what we know yeah it's really funny yeah yes strange play i mean it's got to be a weird for uh, the actress aaron hayes yes to find out like what did i do wrong yeah i did everything you did we got a second season what do she you... did
1: wrong was not having been in king of queens right. a decade ago yeah all yeah. Go... <laughs> yeah
2: do you think it's weird for leah Remini? imagine yeah. being the person who has to come in and be like i'm in the replacement Do you would... think that's weird I think it would be
1: weird. I think it would be weird, but also like you. I mean, you know, show business. It's right. all like you know, people are can be sort of like, you know, sort of clear-eyed and like, well, it's just a job, and I understand, you know, ratings and metrics and all, and right. like, you know, so I, I can. But yeah, it's a, li- it's kind of funny and weird right? to do that for sure. I feel like in the reboot of Roseanne, uh, I also haven't seen it, but didn't like Dan, the John Goodman character, just di- didn't he finish the last Is dead. dead. I think he died. Yeah. And then,
2: gotcha. Like, He's back. <laughs> He's
1: back on Not that bad. couch. Yeah. yeah. You can do that because it's TV. It's right. make believe. Good. It doesn't matter. Good. And like speaking to the value of TV moms, it's like it's uh, it's maybe probably smart and savvy of these producers, of these T V producers, to like uh bring back Leah Remedy because like it doesn't matter. It's all make believe and this will maybe have people watch the show more, and whatever.
2: And now we're talking about it on the No Joke Podcast. That's right. There's no reason for you and I to be talking about Kevin Can Wait. That's exactly right. We spent the last four minutes talking about Kevin Can freaking Wait. That's
1: right. Now, you, uh, you name-checked Aunt Viv. Yeah. Now, Aunt Viv, of course, Will was her nephew. Right. But it was Carlton, yes. and I cannot remember the sister's name. Hillary.
2: Hillary. Hillary was the older sister. Hillary was the older sister. And I can't remember what Tatiana Ali's name oh, was. Oh, right.
1: Tatiana Ali. The younger
2: yeah. s- sister. That's
1: right. Yes. So, Viv was a mom of
2: three, yep. and her, her husband was a judge. Yep. Busy. They're, overworked. They've raised a like they live in a beautiful house yes. they put in the man hours they worked very hard yes and here comes will Shit. here comes will the, the fresh Prince, the he, hurricane he wears his prep school jacket inside out come on <laughs> how are we gonna rein him in he wears his prep school jacket, jacket inside, inside out, out. <laughs> he's wild so pray for aunt viv you pray pray for aunt viv i mean do we play the fresh prince uh, theme yeah. song in the act break yes billy there we are <laughs> there we have it okay. fresh philadelphia born and raised yes. we'll be right back with the no joke podcast
0: Spent most of my days chilling out, maxin', relaxin', all coolin' All shootin' some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble in my neighborhood I got in one little fight and my mom got scared And said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air I begged and pleaded with her day after day But she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket I put my walkman on and said, I might as well kick it First class show, this is bad Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass Is this what the people of Bel-Air living like? Hmm, this might be alright But wait, I hear the prissy Bourgeois and all that Is this the type of place that they just send this cool cat? I don't think so, i see when I get there I hope they're prepared for the Prince of Bel-Air up to the house about seven or eight and i yelled to the cabbie your home smell you later looked at my kingdom i was finally there to sit on my throne as the prince of LA.
1: Welcome back to the No Nojo Podcast. Today we are talking TV moms, and that was the theme song to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
2: We are shouting out Aunt Viv, but also rest in peace, James Avery. Rest in peace, James Avery, Uncle Phil. Rest in peace, James Avery. Dude was the man on that show. That was
1: a really wonderful television show. Agreed. That show, like, really hit all the tones. It was so silly. Will Smith, it was like the breakout for this, like, once-in-a-generation transcendent, like, illuminescent personality that is Will Smith. Yep. It was just, like, this platform
2: from this this instant superstar. But they surrounded him with amazing actors. Yeah, man. I.e., James Avery, Carlton. I mean, they were all just, like, so dynamic. That show was... It was awesome. And Tyra Banks. Uh, Wait a minute. Tyra Banks? When Will Smith later on in the show went to college. He didn't go to UCLA. That's right. He went to ULA. So funny. ULA. Fake college for sitcoms. He worked at the food court. Yes. And who happened to work in the food court with him? Tyra. But total babe, Tyra Banks. Total babe. Did they ever hook up? I would like to believe. Yeah, so. yeah. he know. was probably pursuing her. He was total babe Will Smith and she was total babe Tyra Banks. That's what the TV I think audience. you're supposed to hook up. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how that works. That's right. But rest in peace, James Avery. Rest in peace, James Avery, Uncle Phil. Um, yep. No rest in peace to our podcast on Patreon, which we- is going strong. Going so strong, Bill. Fun
1: size. Fun size. We take two candies or candy adjacent products such as sport drinks or last week we did Wheat Thins versus Triscuits. Sure. So we take two snack foods, we pit them head to head and we sort of have a very strict metric by which we judge them and we tell you which one you should get if you're
2: in the candy aisle. Now we can describe the podcast. We can explain how it sounds or we could play you a clip. We often choose to play you a clip. So please enjoy this clip from our second podcast on Patreon, Fun Size. Fun Size. Fun Size. Fun Size. This is mostly impossible taffy. This
1: is a horrible (laughs) texture. That is, I feel like I'm chewing a brick. It is rock hard. It feels bad. I can barely taste the peanut. All I can taste is the zombie. It tastes (laughs) like... This is one of the more unpleasant, real-time candy eating experiences I've ever had in my life. The taste is fine. The taste is fine. It's peanut. It's peanut with a light zombie dusting. But the texture is impossible. This would take me one year to eat. Fun size. Fun size. Fun
2: size. And there you have it. That was that. <laughs> As a reminder, it costs $5. You get four shows a month, and they go on and on and on. Each show is 15 minutes long. It's a nice little compliment to the No Joke Podcast. Yes. Once again, you can go to patreon.com slash no joke pod. You will find fun size there. Please donate. It helps us keep the lights on for No Joke. It would yep. be a big help.
1: Yep. TV moms. TV moms. I do, before we dig into the list, I just want to say one that comes to top of mind. Go. There's a TV mom that is a, a contemporary TV mom that I love, and this is a little dark, maybe the opposite of Aunt Viv. I don't know if you've watched Fargo, the fabulous television series on effects. Go on. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But uh, the actress Jean Smart okay. plays the matriarch of this mob family, and she's an amazing TV mom. Yeah. An incredible TV mom.
2: I like a good dark TV she's mom. A,
1: she's a dark gangster mafioso TV mom, and she nails it. Raised nails it.
2: America. America had generations of June Cleavers. Yes, the American mom. Yes, the perfect American mom. Yes, and it became a trope. And yes, it simplified almost. Yes. television. Almost simplified. That's exactly what right. a woman's role is. That's right. So when you got these like newer shows that yeah. can like really explore like, yep. hey, being a human's complicated. That's
1: exactly right. <laughs>
2: A dark mom is satisfying. And we've talked about... Good villain.
1: Good villain. And we've talked about this sort of evolution of TV and like how the anti-hero became sort of the new thing like the Sopranos and the Breaking Bads. And it was really also illuminating with these men behaving badly, Tony Soprano and Walter White. Right. It was almost... Those shows were just as much and almost more so about the role of Carmela Soprano and the role of whatever Walter White's wife was, whose name I can't recall. But like, Edie Falco... I mean, Sopranos have two iconic TV moms. Edie Falco as Carmela is incredible
2: incredible tony's mother is oh. an
1: incredible character am i
2: wrong in saying that she died and then they made an animatronic version of her for not animatronic but, but like a, a, a weird cgi is that like, true to scene out her storyline i would believe that Could i like be that wrong but i think sopranos did that for one of their characters and it might have been her if I like she's still that. alive Big sorry. Sorry. Wrong.
1: If you're a listener, thanks. And if you're alive, sorry. Sorry, yeah. lady. Sorry, yeah. Tony Soprano's fictional yeah. mom. Yes. But I want to say in the very – I'm not spoiling anything the show was on 20 years ago. Yes. But I want to say in the very first episode or in the first season at least, maybe it's the pilot or episode two, his mom tries to have him killed. Yep. So <laughs> – Great TV mom. Yep. Very, very g- excellent TV mom.
2: Good dark yeah. TV mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Breaking Bad, again, sorry. If you haven't seen it, yeah. plug your ears for Please. the next 30 seconds. Yeah. But the turn – of mm-hmm. the mom not knowing anything, exactly, then knowing something, and then making a choice based on that information, exactly, so riveting. satisfying, unbelievable. First few years, she, we we sympathize with her. It's like why would she ever be put in this situation? She's totally she's open and down. Yep. She's looking for a reason to live, too. Yes, yes. Very satisfying.
1: Maybe one of the funniest TV moms on TV right now is uh, Selena Meyer in Veep, which is just like maybe one of the great,
2: like instantly one of the finest
1: comedies ever, TV comedies ever.
2: It seems (laughs) like we are now at a place where you don't have to say, I love my kid unconditionally. (laughs) Exactly. It seems like that has finally been broken down, where you just don't have to say out loud and pretend unconditionally, I love my kid and our relationship is perfect. We can celebrate, quote unquote, these bad moms. That's like half the fun of these shows. She is a brutally bad mom. Hysterical in that show. Hysterical. It's like if you if you don't if you just treat that show <laughs> as truth, it's like this is so sad. This is so Her daughter this, is this, a tragic this, character. Yes. I mean, she's just being destroyed yes. by her mother's like like disinterest. Yes. And like you're a burden
1: to me. Absolutely. Right. Another one of the fi- and I'm just sort of rattling here, Please. but this is what we're doing. Another one of the finest anti-hero TV moms, I think, in recent memory, is God damn it. Jessica
2: Walter is the mom in Arrested Development. I don't know. Okay. What. Unbelievable TV mom. She had vertigo one episode and just kept falling. <laughs> just kept going down.
1: That's a, 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 a unbelievable. Sh- and that, again, was like there was a corrupt family. The Bluths were like miserably corrupt. And right. this was like the matriarch of like essentially like a corrupt bi- real estate empire or whatever their business was. Full of idiots. God almighty. She was so funny. Full of of her idiots. performance is maybe my favorite in the whole—I mean, it's impossible to pick a favorite in that show. For me, right. it's like the best show that's been. Right. But her particular performance is so funny. Yes. The way she interacts with her different kids, she clearly plays
2: favorites. Not easy to play drunk. Uh, yeah. And she's always like—her she, <laughs> acting is like three drinks in. Yeah, exactly. It seems like she's always three drinks in. Exactly. Phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, she's so, 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 so funny. Right. Yeah. But we do a list in front of us, out. Yeah, we got a list. To hope, okay. help guide our conversation. Great. Um, is there a TV mom that you see right on the list that you're like, I'd like to learn a little more well, about Well, here's them. one. Jill Taylor. Jill Taylor. Wife of Tim, the Toolman Taylor. Got it. For- <laughs> she was always going to the hospital to pick up Tim. Tim.
1: Three boys. Randy. Three, uh, three boys. Yep. Zachary
2: Ty Bryant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like- <laughs> the third one, Mark. The third one, Mark. <laughs> Tim, Al's here.
1: Exactly. That was a, that was a big. That was like the the linchpin of 90s TV moms.
2: Go on. Husband, neighbor is here. Right. That was like... Right, right, right. (laughs) I defy you to tell me what Jill Taylor did. (laughs) uh, She was most likely a mom. Got it. A professional mom. A human device. uh, A storyline device. I would wager to guess. What is the test in uh, screenwriting? The Bechdel test. The Bechdel test. Yes. And that determines whether you had two female characters who had a conversation outside of, like, about men? Not about men. (laughs) Got
1: it. Like, a, a scene with two or more female characters having a conversation where they are not talking about...
2: Correct. Men, where they don't reference their partner or a That happens once anything. or twice in your movie, you pass the test. Yes, so exactly. many movies do not pass that simple test. That's exactly right. Jill Taylor. 90s sitcoms. Tim, the neighbor's here. <laughs> Got it. Like... So there's an example of a, a show that probably didn't pass the, the test. I would be surprised if it did. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what did Jill Taylor do, though? What did Jill Taylor do? Is there anything you can click on to maybe uh, enlighten us a little?
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at maybe one of the funniest photos I've ever seen. Go she on. was played by the actress Patricia Richardson. Correct. Uh, and according to this, she helps Tim raise the three sons. They But you go. Exactly. So, but she's holding, the the photo is her just sort of sassily looking at the camera, holding a big wrench. (laughs) (laughs) She's improving this home. She's, it's, you know. Got it? Yeah.
2: Okay, so no job. Her job was to just simply, because I'm thinking now Marge Simpson, same thing. Where it's like, what's Marge Simpson's job? Yes. She raised – she's the – what is it when you're a stay-at-home mom? Stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Raise the kids. Yes,
1: exactly. Raise kids. I think in a lot of TV, this was the trope that has been perpetuated. I mean if, I'm sure if we go back into TV history, like a lot of these moms are simple, exclusively moms. And stay-at-home
2: moms. You think that's probably like – Rooted in the June Cleavers, the Leave It To yes. Beers, where it's like the husband goes out to work. Yes. And the mom tries to balance it all at home. Yes. Right? Yes. It's, it feels like 30 years of that. Yeah, exactly. It's incredible. It's the history of TV, basically. Yeah. I have a little
1: background here on Jill Taylor if you're interested. I am interested. Uh, this is about not about the actress, it's about the character Jill. That's what we want. Wife of Tim, the TV mom. That's right. Yep. So, due to Jill's father being in the army, didn't know that.
2: Holy well, crap! She- so now <laughs> this is why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is why we're here. Yeah. Go on. Okay. So, due to her father being in the army, Jill and her four sisters. What? Why, why? And what? And okay. Good. Grew up in a rigid environment. She's a bit of an army brat. Damn. Jill and her siblings appear together in the episodes "Jill and
2: Her Sisters." So- where they're all holding a big wrench.
1: (laughs) And apparently some episode called Taps, which I'm just going to make an inference and say, I bet their dad, army dad dies. They have to have a funeral or something. That That would be my guess. Got it. Um yeah so there's a lot of that I guess that she was used as a um
2: pro army like she was gently like sort of pro army for okay.
1: military I think in the show because her dad was in the army that do was you maybe sprinkled that? in
2: As a as a casual fan do you remember it was like oh that show also like uh, sprinkled
1: in army Not really but I wouldn't be surprised and I have like vague flickering memories of maybe she had like an army sweatshirt Okay I I can imagine her wearing just like a You're like wearing a your like shirt MC. that says navy I am right now ironically Right yes
2: am I a TV mom Okay so Jill uh, Taylor army brat Yeah Let's go back to at least the person that I've been referencing a few times Great. Who is J- June Cleaver? Yes, June. Leave it to Beaver. Yep. Did you ever watch Leave it to Beaver, Adam?
1: I think I've probably seen an episode, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Not very well versed. This
2: is very like, um, just like, good old America.
1: Archetypal post-war
2: 1950s suburban bliss. June's birthplace is mentioned in one episode as East St. Louis. Great. While Ward is teasing her about her upbringing, and they are discussing how they met. June attended boarding school as a younger, as a younger, oh, as a youngster, as a youngster, youngster, yeah, (laughs) and was captain of the school's basketball team. That's nice, athletic June. Details, very cool. Details, very cool. We'll go on. Uh, Apparently, uh, Ward was a practical man. For according to June, he discouraged her as a child for buying an opal ring in a jewelry store, huh? And urged her instead to spend money on galoshes. I don't know. Just sounds like (laughs) galoshes. Sounds like uh, okay. It sounds like her character is also rooted in her husband. Stay at home mom, exactly. I think that's yeah. <laughs> as a, as a daughter, she uh, she knew and dated Ward. He was a farmer's son. Yes. And more about her character, they start talking about Ward. Yes, exactly. He lived in nearby Shaker Heights, and so on and so on. Yeah,
1: the TV moms are uh, you know often framed in
2: context of their husbands. Here that's, it is, though. yeah. Home life. June is dedicated to her family. Yeah. Her interests outside of the home are social events like weddings or school events like meetings and plays. Makes sense. She has ladylike pastimes. Ladylike needlepoint. Cake decorating. Stop it! And arranging tea roses. Arranging roses is one of her character traits. She arranges roses. This, you know, like a woman. <laughs> oh god! Like a woman. Oh god! More about her character <laughs> overview. Her kitchen is immaculate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Her kitchen is immaculate. Yeah. Like most TV middle class sitcom families of this era, yes. the Cleavers eat breakfast and lunch in the kitchen, while their dinners are full scale affairs in the dining room. Yes. Exactly. TV so, moms. Let's TV moms. talk about
1: their kitchens. TV moms. Their kitchen is impeccable. They arrange flowers and like plays. Problematic. Problem. Yeah. I mean, like if viewed through a 2018 lens, it's like this is what patriarchy means. Like right. this is what it means. Right. Like that. This is exactly what we're talking about. when We talk about like representation in media. Right. Gen- this is precisely what we mean. This is why the Bechdel test is a thing. Right. Because this has been media for so long. We. My parents loved the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah. And Mary so Tyler did Moore. So
2: did mine. Mary
1: Tyler Moore was, I guess, uh, to answer your first question, that was another sort of idyllic TV mom that I had in my brain sort of growing up early on. Sure. Was Laura Petrie. Pet- Petrie, Petrie, I think her name was. But she was an excellent, excellent, excellent TV mom along the same lines of June. Right. Staying at home, raising little Richie. But I do think that, like, because Mary Tyler Moore was so – was, like, this comedic powerhouse. Yes. She had a lot – that – Dick Van Dyke and, and Mary Tyler Moore were often sort of, like – had a lot of funny stuff to do, and I think Mary Tyler had a lot of funny stuff to do on her own, Brilliant. as opposed to just arranging roses. Got it.
2: Yeah. Um. We have a second act break, Adam. Okay. Just like that. Okay. Arranging roses. Oh. Wait. You. Have, you. You, could, you just. Uh, you just sat up straight. Well, I do love the
1: Dick Van Dyke theme song. I mean, the Dick Van Dyke Show theme song is pretty did, iconic. Did he make the music for it? Dick Van Dyke. Is he a musician? He sings "Mary Poppins." Got it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. He is like a singing guy. But I think the the uh, Dick Van Dyke theme song was instrumental, and you'll probably recognize it
2: immediately. <laughs> so let's hear it right now. This Great. is the No Joke Podcast. We'll be right back cool. with the third act of No Joke. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the No Nojo Podcast. That was the Dick Van Dyke Show theme song. One of the finest sitcoms yep. still holds up. Dick Van Dyke still with us? Okay, good question. I think he's still with us. Okay. Again, if you're not, we're so sorry. <laughs> Paul Newman still with us? Paul Newman is not still with us. Okay. He no longer is still with us. Contemporaries? Uh, contemporaries. I think that, yeah, they were probably around the same age-ish, I think. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. Really putting you on the spot now. Yeah.
2: Love Dick Van Dyke, though. Man, oh, man. Ooh, okay. Hyped 4.0. Yes. This was a request we made uh, a few episodes ago. We
1: do this maybe every 30-ish episodes, just to sort of check in, take people's
2: temperature. Let us know that you're still listening by letting us uh, read Hyped 4.0 wherever you can. Yes. On Twitter, at NoJokePod, NoJokePod at gmail.com. On the podcast app, there's a review section. We'd love to read it there. Yep. We got a couple. We got a few. Want to go around the world real quick? I would love to, yeah. Um, we got one from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Heck yeah! It's getting hot in Phoenix. Thank you very much. Nice to hear from you, Phoenix. That's Stay right. cool. We got another one from Vancouver, the exact opposite uh, end of the uh, spectrum. Yes, exactly. where it comes to temperature
1: Yeah, Vancouver is a place I w- have you been to Vancouver? Bill? Have not been to man, Vancouver, oh man. I would love. We need to find an excuse to get there, Vancouver. No joke, heads. Yep. If you want us to come there, we would love to come there.
2: <laughs> Tell us where your two hundred seat theaters yeah, exactly. are. Exactly. We uh,
1: want to go to there. Let's start the conversation there.
2: Yes, exactly. Okay, great. We also also got
1: sort of an exotic one, I believe this was in the iTunes comment section, from Hungary, Hungary. Europe, the nation of Hungary. What do you
2: know about Hungary? Adam?
1: Oh, man, absolutely nothing. Really? I know nothing about Hungary at all. Well,
2: we have a listener there, so if that listener is listening, yes. please give us just some fun facts. <laughs> we don't know anything. Yeah. What would you guess? Do you think it's a cold country? Jeez.
1: In my mind, I'm so bad with geography. In Save. my mind, it's in Eastern Central Europe, but I could be blastfully
2: wrong. Is so Siberia I no is still a country?
1: Siberia? Yeah. Okay, so again, I don't like, know. Did
2: woolly mammoths walk in Siberia, and question. did all of those change? Good. Did all of what change? The woolly mammoth. The woolly mammoth. And Siberia. And Siberia. Like, do okay. those two things no longer exist? Okay, woolly mammoth definitely
1: doesn't exist. That was a prehistoric beast, and they're extinct. Okay. Siberia, I could be wrong. Go on. But I believe was like the like the barren, frozen tundra wasteland okay. that the Russians would send their prisoners to. Go on. Okay, got it. I think it. I could be way was. wrong. You said was.
2: Was. Maybe, like not, it's maybe, maybe now
1: it's just Russia? Maybe it was the, I think it's part the of Soviet Ru- Union, and now
2: it's Russia? I think it's part
1: of Russia, and I think it's like the part of Russia where no one lives because it's so cold and
2: horrible and barren and wa- and wasteland. Right. I think. That's the connotation that I get from Siberia as well. I think. If there are any no joke listeners in Siberia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. go onto your uh, podcast yeah, app yeah. and write Hyped 4.0 from Siberia. Yeah. And consider moving to Phoenix. I think it's warmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to Mitch from Phoenix. <laughs> yes, he yeah. might have a place for you to stay. Exactly.
1: Right. I believe we also had a Hyped 4.0 from maybe York, Pennsylvania. Okay. I think maybe somewhere York, Pennsylvania. in
2: Pennsylvania. Is that near Albany, Adam? Uh, Again, I know you're not a geography
1: maybe guy. Maybe ish. Maybe ish. No, I think. Not. I don't okay. think You weren't <laughs> yeah. playing York. In, uh, in basketball. No, definitely not. Okay. I wasn't playing anyone. I was riding the bench. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We've covered that in many episodes before. Yes. Uh,
2: but once again, if you are feeling hyped 4.0, if you've listened to all 120 episodes and you are starting to feel like you want to let us know that you've heard them all, let us know. NoJokePod at gmail.com, NoJokePod on Twitter, and uh, we're up... Oh, you know what else, else? Yes. I stumbled on our podcast on Spotify. Oh, did you? We're on Spotify. Okay, great. We've never really promoted that. But if you not. find yourself listening to uh, songs and music on Spotify and you want to kill 45 minutes, yes. just type in No Joke Podcast. Our podcast is there as well.
1: And honestly, the iTunes, like the rate and review, that is so helpful to us. And like it's just pleasing and, and so satisfying to yes. sort of be able to interact with you that way. So please leave a comment. Tell us what you like about the show. Uh, tell us about Siberia. That's right. Yeah. Tell us about Siberia. <laughs> us about the nation of Hungary.
2: Um, while you tell us about Siberia. We will tell you more about TV moms. TV moms. That's, that's right. That's what we're
1: talking about to celebrate Mother's Day. Yeah, Adam, were you a Golden Girls fan? Huge. Yeah. Huge. Okay. One of, the, in my opinion, one of the perf- another one of the perfect sitcoms.
2: Can you tell me about each character? What you know? Just you know, a quick sell. Okay. So
1: Estelle. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't have all the. Do you have the characters' names in front of you? Or anything? There was Dorothy. The, oh, Dorothy was B. Arthur, yes. and she was sassy, and she was sarcastic, and she was sardonic. Yes, her th- mother, played by Estelle Getty, yes. whose name I can't remember, who, fun fact, was younger than the rest of them. That's right. But played the mom, uh, Sophia. Sophia, hysterical, one of the best characters in TV. So funny, I can't even believe it. Yes, almost a precursor to uh, Mrs. Costanza. Sort of That's like true. you can draw kind of a direct line between That's Sophia true. and and uh, Estelle Costanza. If that was
2: Sophia Petrillo, so funny, Sophia. Patrillo, hysterical Italian American. Yes, we have to believe, right? <laughs> yes, she was just dynamic, amazing. Um, there was also Blanche, Blanche, Blanche played and Rose. by Rue McClanahan. Right, I always thought that Sophia was uh all of their moms.
1: Yeah, no, she's just B Arthur's mom. Right, she's just yeah, she's just B Arthur's mom. Um, McClanahan, McClanahan is, I think, was um. Uh, What was her character? Ruben Cunningham, she was this? She, she was Blanche. Was, she was Blanche, and she was the slu- kind of slutty one. She That was her character. <laughs> but the mother was Sophia. Sophia.
2: So I'll give you a little backstory. And again, I don't know how much this permeates the show and yeah. the episodes, but this this made it to Wikipedia.com. Yes. So uh, Sophia Petrillo was most likely born in April 1905. <laughs> April! In Sicily. Yeah, baby. In Sicily. <laughs> yes. While in Sicily, as a teenager, she was briefly engaged to a young man from her village, Augustine uh, from her village, Augustine Bagatelli. <laughs> she also claims that she was once engaged to her brother. <laughs> Later, she became engaged to Giuseppe Mangiacavallo, who jilted her at the altar. Oh my God! Sophia Petrillo moved to New York yes, after she, she annulled her first marriage to Guido Spirelli <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when she was fourteen. <laughs> Guido Spirelli. Sophia then married (laughs) Salvatore Petrillo (laughs) Sal. And had three children with him Dorothy, a divorce substitute teacher, and a few other characters who don't quite make it uh, on the show. Oh as my much. god, that is so funny! That she remained with Salvatore until his death from a heart attack. Uh, yes. So that's the quick backstory of Sofia Petrillo. She slept around. God, that's so funny. She's got a sharp tongue. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, sharp
1: tongue. There's also like allusions in Golden Girls, and of course, that, like her Sicilian past, like she had like mafia ties, and they're always like making funny jokes and alluding to right. like that she's like running, like you know, so she has like. You ben- see her holding a
2: revolver. Yeah. Or a pistol easy at, in the kitchen at one point and easy. it gets into laugh line
1: yes you're doing that for a laugh yes Sophia petrillo golden girls is so worth revisiting i mean like ma- my wife maggie just adores that show and it's so so funny and like i don't know I- i've been thinking about i think about comedy and sitcoms and i really i don't know we've talked about this off mic but i feel like 13 of Fe really sort of accelerated the pace of sitcoms and 30 rock really like turned up the pace to 11 a little bit like jokes rapid fire yep. constant constant yep golden girls is like a perfect example of like the TV sitcom 1.0, like pre. Yeah, thir- it's so
2: not even slow, but just Multicam, like so. It's like oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Though. And the joke—it's very paced, very paced, formulaic. But, well, if the jokes are, but if the jokes are funny enough, the formula is great. Yes. Right. There's no,
1: like, non sequitur. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Tina, like, there was the family guy and the 30 rockification of, like, everything's no non sequitur. It's not a
2: wink. This is a joke.
1: Exactly. Right. And sometimes it takes a scene to set, like, the setup will be long, long, right. long, long, long. And the and the punchline is so funny and hilarious. Yes. Ruma tells a long anecdote with no laughs. Yes. Just, like, a, and then B. Arthur comes in with the one hilarious. Cutting line. Oh, my God. It, it's just,
2: like, perfectly timed. And to me. Performance. Performances are flawless. Yeah. So like the 30 Rocks of the World and all those kind of shows, yeah. they're very single cam. They mm-hmm. introduce this new style mm-hmm. of like hyper-realist and like very Hyper-paste. absurd, yeah. very paced. right? Yeah. Whereas those shows, it's like even like shows like Two and a Half Men yeah. and like Big Bang Theory and these other shows, they're just writer. They're for, they're built by writers. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like, you don't have to get creative with how they're shot. Yes. The scripts just need to be perfect. Yes. So I love that. I love it too. There's a recommendation I would make. Somebody, speaking of Golden Girls, somebody recently took the Golden Girls, and wrote a spec script from them, except that 11... From Stranger Things what? joins them. Wait, what? And it's a hybrid script between <laughs> eleven now in an episode <laughs> oh of Golden my Girls. God. And it is frankly a must read.
1: Oh my god, really?
2: A must it is what a great mashup. so funny. Oh, that's really good. It is so funny. And it, it made me think like, oh, this could start to become a thing. Yeah. Where writers just flex by like oh, just please. like I could write this script in a day. Like there's just gonna there could I could just see a world in which writers flex and then just start making remixed it's scripts a of all this kind of That's hilarious idea. That's so, hysterical. Right. Speaking
1: right. of Stranger Things, um Winona Ryder was was almost an instantly sort of iconic TV mom amazing. nervous frantic frazzled frizzled amazing on a rider, really great career comeback for her in
2: that part really yeah. good what did she do She did she steal for a minute or something didn't she have like a weird
1: oh in real life yeah, yeah she shoplifted that was like a weird like, that's like one of the chapters of her odd biography is, right. yeah, I think she
2: so this was a comeback vehicle for her she not yeah. been in something in a minute she not been
1: in something in a minute and right. she was yeah
2: she was amazing amazing she and loses it... her mind and you feel being... it
1: and I remember her performance kind of being a little polarizing like some people were like it was so Sort Of cartoony and right. like seemed kind of over the top and weird, but to me personally, right. I thought she was pitch perfect. Yeah, her son is missing, she's frantic and harried, and like I just thought it was she was particularly great.
2: You watched uh, season two? I watched season two, I think, when it first came out. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I'm- I loved season one, and I, I'm surprised that I didn't go head first into season two. <sighs> yeah. It,
1: Stranger Things was like a real lightning in a bottle, like right. cultural moment. Right. Didn't it feel like that? It was totally. like one of those Netflix things. It was like, every, literally everyone's watching this. Right. Yeah. Right. So season two, almost it was hard maybe to live up to that or something. But um, let me ask you this and we'll yeah. end on it.
2: Yeah. You are about to start filming corporate season two. Yeah. Next week. Congratulations. Thanks, Ben. Do we learn anything more about your character? I.e. <laughs> do we meet your mom? <laughs> no, do not. We all. No all, spoilers. No spo- No I, spoilers. I, I guess I'm inherently asking you to spoil yeah, no something. No spoilers. Do I, we meet your mom? No.
1: There's. There's no. <laughs> there's no. No character context right. given. No humanity uh, needed. Right. No humanizing required. Right. We are corporate cogs. Right. Our pa- our histories are it was as though we were birthed in a test tube. Got it. And we grew up in a test tube. Got it.
2: <laughs> so we will not see John's mom on the show. I don't think so. Copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we tried to talk about TV moms, but Adam doesn't have one. Yeah, that's right. So that being said, yeah. um a very, very, very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy out Mother's there. Day, everybody. To Ruth, to my yep. mom, yep. to your mom, yep. to Kristen. Everybody, to everyone to in me. our lives. Yep. We love you mom. We love you, women. Thank you for you all much. you do. Yes. Thank you for raising us. Thank you for the No Joke podcast. I am Billy Scifuri. I'm Adam Lustig. Like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. That was a Headgum podcast.